Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening and welcome to Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio. I'm Rob Pritchard here with you until 6.30pm to take a look at the sporting action in store this weekend. Coming up tonight, Peel will be looking to hold on to a six-point advantage at the top of the Candlelight Men's Premier League as part of another packed programme of Manx football fixtures tomorrow. In hockey, it's the grand finale of the mixed season this Saturday as the mixed cup finals take place in Douglas. And in rugby, Douglas face a tricky test to build on back-to-back wins in the regional two northwest tomorrow. Vagabonds men's have a daunting task away in the county's three ADM league and two intra-club derbies await in the Manx Shield. That is all to come this evening. Starting things off tonight, taking a look at Manx football, and it looks like we are hoping with all fingers crossed we'll have a packed schedule of fixtures after the weather has wreaked havoc on some of them over the last couple of weeks. Well, to take a look at what's in store, as ever, Tony Mappam is sat with me in the studio. Tony, good evening to you. Good evening to you, Rob. We've had a good week with the weather, haven't we? So uh, any problems that pitch has had, I think they'll all have cleared now, and uh, hopefully nothing tonight, nothing tomorrow. Uh, get a program, uh, full program on, and then hopefully another full program next week. And we'll try and get the Decart Railway Cup uh, final on if we can on Boxing Day. Let's wait and see. Let's hope. OK, let's take a look at Saturday and the Canada Life Men's Premier League. All games kicking off at 2 o'clock on Saturday with one exception, which we'll come to. So, uh, Tony, Canada Life Men's Premier League and the first up, the league leaders Peel and they're hosting Ramsey. Yeah, watched uh, Peel last week and you can see why they're top of the table and they're comfortable at the moment with the points that they've got. Uh, played really well. Interesting to see if Lee Gale plays. I haven't seen the FC Alaman squad yet, uh, but there's no doubt about it. Him, Reese Oates are up there, so uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of uh, firepower, a lot of um, pace in there. Defensively, they looked uh, solid Peel. Uh, good goalkeeper as well in Tatey, so it looks really good for Peel at the moment. Ramsey sort of slipped off, but they had that good result against Douglas Royal. And if they can play like we know they can play and a full squad is out there, then uh, certainly they can mix it with uh, Peel. But I just think current form, I have to go for Peel to win. You mentioned Lee Gale there. He's not in the FC Isle of Man squad going to Barnoldswick Town this weekend. The FC Isle of Man squad's travelling, incidentally, is over at manxradio.com if you wish to take a look. Well, let's move on. We have Air United and they're hosting Corinthians up north. Yeah, big battle. And one of the best games I saw last year was uh, Air against uh, Corinthians at Air United. Small pitch. I haven't seen the pitch this season if it's uh, still the same size. Uh, but uh, depending on who's available, I believe Johnny Shields is going to be missing um, tomorrow. Uh, Sean Kelly, I think, is down to play. Uh, Jamie Callister will be there to keep things nice and tight at the back, but they're not looking as uh, strong as they were last season, purely because there's quite a few players who aren't available at the moment for them. One or two um, aren't playing. Harry Weatherall, uh, obviously Danny Oram's gone to uh, Corinthians, but uh, with uh, Corinthians, they've still uh, got uh, Adam Killier out suspended, so uh, Jake Cohen will be in, and Jake's a super goalkeeper, one of the rising stars in that position on the Isle of Man. And uh, if they can sort of have a strong defence in front of him, Chrissy Cannell will wait and see if he starts. Darren Kane will probably miss this one through suspension as well. Uh, I haven't seen if uh, Phil Kelly's been included in the FC Island Man squad. He has, so, um, you know, that sort of takes a little bit of quality away from the defence. But uh, when you look at the players around them, you've got Josh Riding's been playing really well. You've got Jay Chatwood in front of goal. Uh, Ryan Garland as well looked uh, really good. Uh, Tom Callister as well. I just think Corinthians might just edge it, but it's depending on the squad that they've got out tomorrow afternoon. 
Well, next up, there's a couple of teams battling away towards the bottom of the table where points are at a premium. This game could be one of them. St George's at home to Douglas Royal. Yeah, it could be. And again, Rob, it just depends what sort of squad Johnny Myers has got available at uh, St George's because uh, we know there's one or two players who've come back into the squad. And um, I know sort of Johnny's looking over his shoulder a little bit thinking, you know, are we going to get relegated this season? When you look at where they've been over the last sort of 15 years, that top number one position has been a permanent imprint on their league table position uh, but at the moment uh, they're in the wrong side of the league uh, what is it next to the bottom and uh, against Douglas Royal could be a tough afternoon Douglas Royal have got good young players in there Michael Fitzmaurice will be hoping that his squad is strong with everyone being available if they are I, I think Royal have got a great chance of winning it but I'm just going to sneak it to St George's I think the one or two players that are possibly going to play tomorrow will be the difference We've talked about one game in the West this weekend. There's another game in the West as well. St John's, who are in the mix, hoping for a Railway Cup position. They'll be hosting Douglas High School All Boys. Yeah, and I think even though they've got uh, Dean Lisa's out uh, injured, I think Callum Taggart's out as well, uh, they still should be uh, strong enough to uh, beat Douglas High School Old Boys. But Old Boys have already proved this season, uh, again, when they're full strength, uh, they can uh, score goals. Robbie Ward will be in there and hoping that everyone is fit. Martin King, hopefully, will be at the back and uh, Sam Halliday in sticks. With those three in, you've got the basis of a really good spine going through that middle. Uh, but it's just how they can control uh, the rest of uh, St John's team and when I watch them against Corinthians, Rob, I have to say they're well organised, they're well drilled, they look fit, they're up for it, they want this uh, Railway Cup spot and most importantly they want to win the league. So that's the difference I think it'll be tomorrow afternoon when they play uh, against old boys and I see them taking maximum points. Still plenty of time in the season for things to possibly change up at the Absolutely. top and bottom of the table. Well, uh, talk about towards the top of the table. High Flying Union Mills in second at the moment. They're going to be hosting Onkin this weekend. Yeah, they are high flying and uh, I'm not saying panic setting in, but they've not been in this sort of position before. Uh, they've never been in the Decart Railway Cup uh, semi-finals. So Paul Guyver's team will be hoping to uh, correct that one. And if they could win tomorrow, then they've got a rearranged game in seven days' time, eight days' time against uh, Corinthians then. That's their mayor, home and hosed and done and dusted. So we wish them well on that. Uh, they've been amazing this season so far. We know how strong they are up front defensively now with uh, everyone coming back in. They're looking strong. I'm going to go for Union Mills to beat a young side of Onken. Very well. And uh, rounding off the Canada Life Men's Premier League this weekend down south, and it's Russian United. They'll host Laxey. Yeah, and this is the game hopefully I'm going to uh, catch up with. With 2 o'clock kickoff. we can travel a little bit now, uh, try and get back in time to get the results. And uh, Laxey have seen their squad. Uh, it's looking pretty strong for tomorrow, as we're with their Russian. Uh, they'll be hoping that uh, one or two sort of players that have been missing will be available for Nick Robinson to uh, select from. Russian are in that tricky position as well, uh, down towards the bottom half. But I don't see them getting involved in the relegation at uh, the end of the season. Great battle, this one. But unfortunately, Russian, and please uh, let me have a cup of tea tomorrow afternoon and play safe. I, I just see Laxey winning this one. I think the squad that they've got tomorrow is too strong. Very well. well. That's Canada Life Men's Premier League. Let's have a quick rattle through the other divisions. We'll take a look. There's four games in DPS Limited Division 2. St Mary's currently leading the way at the moment with a five-point advantage at the top. But crucially, Castletown in second, five points behind them. They do have around three games in hand here. So four games in Division 2 this weekend, and one of them is an early kickoff as well. It is. Uh, St Mary's against Governors Athletic. Um, people keep saying, why do you keep it at 145 when the FC Alamanna playing away? The reason is everyone gets used to it. It's their booking, so it works well. Uh, but I expect uh, St Mary's to win it. The squad numbers have been good this week and last week training, um, so they're up for it. And Governors know 
that it's going to be a real difficult game. But looking at that second game, Rob, Castletown against Foxdale, as you rightly say, OK, St Mary's look good in the league, but when you look at the amount of games that uh, Castletown have got left to play, they'll be just champing at the bit for this one. So I can only see Castletown beating Foxdale. And two more games as well. We had Colby versus have sorry, I should say Colby versus Braddon, and also Michael hosting Rams Youth Centre up in the north. Yeah, Colby a bit stop and start for them again over the last uh, few weeks, and against uh, a young Braddon side, I think it's <coughs> excuse me, it's going to be difficult for them. But I'm going to go for uh, sort of uh, Colby to try and cause a few problems for them. But I just wonder if Braddon just got enough strength there to take the points. And, uh, yeah, Michael versus Ramsey Youth Centre. Michael having an, an excellent season at the moment, looking to catch Castletown and St Mary's. Do you believe they can do it ahead of the change of the year, I guess? Uh, possibly, because I watched them against St Mary's, and even though they got, I wouldn't say a lucky goal, but a goal towards the end, the points were shared, and they look strong, Rob. They really do look strong, and I think they can stay involved. But Ramsey Youth Centre, again and again, stronger as the season's gone on. But I think Mac, Michael will win the, the game. I think they're good enough. As ever, we'll wait and see. Let's take a look in the combination leagues then. And we've got four games in Canada Life Combi 1. Yeah, I'll rattle through these. And uh, Onken against uh, Laxey. Um, Onken, hopefully, you'll uh, have everyone available. So I'll go for Onken to win. Uh, Moran against uh, Douglas High School Old Boys. I'll go for Moran. Ramsey against St John's. St John's have proved that even though they played Div 2 Combi last year, they're strong in this league. And uh, if there's a slip up by Russian or Peel, that uh, St John's are nicely poised. So I'll go for them to win. And uh, Corinthians against Peel. Good battle uh, recently by both teams in games. I think Peel are just strong enough to win it. Very well, and rounding off Saturday, we have four games in DPS Limited, combination two. Yeah, Braddon against uh, Colby, I'll go for Braddon to win there. Foxdale against uh, Castletown, I have to go for the home side, uh, Foxdale. Uh, uh, Malou, sorry, against Paul Rose. Uh, These two sides don't have fist teams, so they're pretty strong in this league, but I'll go for Malou to win. And Ramsey U Centre against Michael. Two uh, very good sides in this combination too, but I'm going to go for Ramsey U Centre just to win it. Very well, those are your football fixtures for Saturday. There are three on Sunday. We'll turn to the Canada Life women's football. Two games there, both taking place at the bowl. And it is it's, um, Onken against uh, Malou. This one's uh, 2-10 kickoff, and... Um, Again, Onken should win it. I know they've got one or two sort of injuries. I was impressed with Malou recently when I watched them. Um, so it's going to be a close game, but I'll just go for uh, Onken to win it. And uh, Corinthians against uh, Castletown. When you look at the league tables, league tables don't lie. And let's hope Castletown can get enough players out there. A uh, few injuries for them as well, but uh, Corinthians should have enough and uh, I'll go for them to win. Very well, and last but certainly not least, we've got one game in the Masters football over at Douglas Royal on Sunday. Yeah, it's always a good battle between these two. Very passionate uh, in this uh, Masters league. It's been a good league so far this season, Rob, with uh, A United up there as well. But these two are really good sides. Peel always uh, are strong in this one. And it's uh, two o'clock kickoff at Douglas Royal. And uh, Douglas Royal, I just think, are going to see the team that everyone's tipping them or air to win it. And that's Peel, and that's why I go for Peel to win. Very well, those are your fixtures for the weekend. Well, just coming back for a moment to women's football, actually, because uh, after you're here, you're heading to a meeting being held by the Isle of Man Football Association regarding women's football this evening. But within what you can tell us, uh, what is that meeting expected to cover about the women's game? Basically what it is, Rob, is uh, the Isle of Man Football Association, league management as well, have, have basically decided to, to pull the teams in, pull the managers in, players. So anyone who's maybe listening now who just thinks, uh, you know, I've got a good eye for women's football uh, we're having the meeting up at uh, Vagabond's Clubhouse 7 o'clock tonight basically to thrash out what's wrong 
uh, because there's something wrong. You know, with the three Lions winning uh, the, the Euros, you just expected to sort of march on on this one, but it's probably the worst it's been for a long time um, right the way through. And I'm not talking about just the the sides that are battling towards the bottom, the top sides as well. And there's something wrong and there's a lack of numbers being coming to the island training. We accept they work on small squad numbers, Rob, so people can be injured. But we just need a, a little bit of a think, I think, to see what's going on. And hopefully tonight will be ideal to try and sort one or two issues out. Well, hopefully plenty of clarity can be provided this evening. Uh, Tony, thank you very much. We'll be catching up with you tomorrow. And just a brief mention for FC Isle of Man. They're away in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow against Barnoldswick Town. We have an extended interview with interim manager Paul Jones over at manxradio.com and myself, Tony and Paul Moran. will be discussing it more tomorrow on Saturday Live as well. Please tune in for that one. Well, Tony, thank you very much and hope all goes well with this evening's meeting regarding women's football on the Isle of Man. Okay, so we turn to hockey now, and it's the grand finale of the mixed hockey season taking place this Saturday with Mixed Cup Finals Day at the NSC. Three pieces of silverware are up for grabs, the Mixed Plate, Mixed Cup and Mixed Bowl. I spoke to Ben Cunningham once again to get his views on how this big day of hockey could pan out. So this weekend sees the big finale to the mixed hockey season. We have already concluded the leagues and now we move into the Mixed Cup Finals Day this Saturday. Three games taking place, the Mixed Bowl, the Mixed Cup and Mixed Plates. Let's start with the early pushback at 11.05 and that is the Mixed Bowl Final and that is between Ramsey Ravens and Backers Colts. This one I think will be really close. I mean, I think this one might really go to flicks. This it, this one really is hard to decide on who could really stand out and be a winner on it. Backers Colts in Division 3, Ramsey Ravens Division 2, but Ramsey Ravens were runners-up in Division 2. Backers Colts did take the title of Division 3. It'll be a close one because both of them have been scoring lots and lots of goals. I, I really can't pick a winner out of this one. Just looking at backers, Colts there, the division below, but yes, they, they won that division, Division 3, and also had an excellent defensive record as well. How much could that come in handy this that, weekend? That definitely could come in really handy as well, because, like you say, Ramsey Ravens have been scoring lots of goals, and their defensive record, backers, Colts, is you know credible to their league title and Ramsey Ravens are finishing second in division two so just missing out on the title but is this extra motivation for them to maybe try and grab some silverware maybe where they've maybe just not quite finished it at the top of division two yeah definitely I think Ramsey Ravens will definitely be up for this and looking at this going right we missed out on the league but there's a tight chance here to get a bit of silverware and our names on it so yeah I think definitely they'll be looking at it and going come on we can maybe get this just a reminder all games taking place at the nsc so that bowl final at five past eleven the next one is at one o'clock and it's the third meeting of the season between the two big rivals in the mixed premier league vikings a and backers a in the cup final and it's currently two nil to backers at the minute um of course they beat them six nil the first time they met and then last week they won three one this game will have everything it'll have blood sweat and tears it'll have everything i just can't really say how much this game is going to be really close but then backers you probably think they've got the two wins over them they could do the third but then vikings will be looking at this going okay they got us in the league but then why can't we get them in the cup so who knows we'll see what happens but it's going to be a 
close one, but I think Bakis might just edge it. It's always a, a great contest when these two teams meet. For for Vikings, like you've mentioned, they've lost twice to Bakis A this season in the league. Mentally, how do they get past that? Because it was uh, quite a sound defeat first time, but they closed the gap in that second one. Much closer game second time around. What do they need to do, do you think, to maybe get it over the line this time? I think it's just more keep backers out of the shooting area, basically. Because backers, as soon as they're in the D there, they're on and bang, it's a goal. And I think every team in this in the Premier League has found that out this year and they've been really clinical. So I think just defensively for Vikings, just they need to just keep it tight and just keep backers out. Well, rounding off the Mixed Cup Finals day is at 3 o'clock at the NSC. It's the Mixed Plate Final and that sees Castletown Southerners taking on Harlequins A. This one, I think, will be really close. I mean, Harlequins have beaten Castletown twice, but Castletown did Harlequins a favour last week and beat Falkyrs C to help Harlequins clinch the Division 1 title. So I think Castletown's tails will definitely be up and they'll definitely be looking at this going, I think we could probably get this. But then I know Harlequins have been training hard and preparing hard for this. It'll be a close one, this one. I think this one might come down to just one goal or it might even go to flicks, just like the the bowl final, but we'll wait and see. What are the strengths of the two sides in particular, both Harlequins and Castletown Southern side going into this? For Harlequins, I'd say they're, they're shooting up front has been good they've been scoring plenty of goals but then they've been conceding a lot in defense the positives for them really is you know they can score but then the negative maybe they just need to look more defensive wise for Castletown I'd say passing the ball around it they've been really clinical I mean I umpired them last week against Valkyrie C and they just didn't give Valkyrie C a minute's peace they made Valkyrie C run around the ball for you know everywhere left right and center on the pitch but then You could say they've not been scoring many goals, so it'll be a tale of two halves, but it'll be close to see, it'll be really close to see how this one goes. Manx Radio Sport. Well, rounding things off tonight, a rejuvenated Douglas will be hoping to build on back-to-back victories in the Regional 2 Northwest when they travel for their latest fixture in the league tomorrow in Manx Rugby. But it won't be an easy task as they face the tricky challenge of Glossop. Elsewhere, with regards to Ireland Rugby, there's a mammoth task awaiting Vagabonds men's away in the County's 3 ADM Langs Cheshire Division. And also domestically, two intra-club derbies are in store in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. Casting an eye over what's to come this weekend, as ever, is Dave Christian. Start at the top of the tree I think uh, Robert's normal Douglas against Glossop Douglas have had back-to-back wins they will want to consolidate their position they're currently in ninth won three games from 11 I'm not certain though that Glossop is going to be the place for them to go to pick up a third win on the trot they've got a fair team going away to Glossop Glossop are in sixth place in the standings they've won sixth from 11 but Glossop have won at Portashee already this season Glossop won 33-25 at Portashee back in September and they'll probably just have the edge on Douglas uh, Douglas don't name pretty strong team Simon Hoddenot's in there and uh, always good to see his name on the sheet but changes to the front row and changes are things that destabilise the team Dave Sherwin and Owen Carvin coming into the front row and uh, skipper Rob Todd goes into the second row Blake Snell comes in at number 8 he's uh, replacing Neil Killier from last week, back line pretty much as it was last week, Guy Wood's going to come in at fullback 
Harry Houston's at the wing. Bradley Bomer, the new boy, comes in. Uh, I think this is his second or his third start. Sam McCord on one wing. McCord, one of those players who can play just about anywhere. They've got the players there to do this job, but uh, Glossop's uh, a gnarly place. Uh, the ground gets very soft up there in the edge of the Peak District. Glossop's results are, are going to probably just give them the edge, and the form book suggests it will be a home win. Vagabonds uh, face a big uphill task at New Brighton. Uh, new coach appointed this week at Bala Fletcher. Franzi Gamishas comes in. Uh, Franzi was a long-term player, long-term member of uh, the club up there at Vagabonds. And uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe behind the scenes, he can uh, get some changes going through that squad that uh, or get them away from the bottom end of the table. They're eight points adrift at the bottom uh, from the nearest rivals, Port Sunlight. They face New Brighton tomorrow. New Brighton uh, beat them 64-7 at Bala Fletcher in October. Uh, so the writing on the wall isn't spelling a good message if you're a Vagabond supporter. That said, they don't have the worst defence in the league. That honour is currently with Port Sunlight, but they have a very, very blunt attack. They've only managed 66 points in nine games, and uh, that lack of penetration is certainly something that uh, I think Frenzy will be working on once he gets to grips with his coaching role. No team news from Vagabonds as yet this weekend, but they've got a, a fair mixture of uh, youth and experience. Will Taylor and Cole Donnelly are uh, the, a couple of the young guys there and the experienced players Matt Rockwell, Paul Howard, Ross Pullman all there, Mark Oldfield as well in the mix those players mixing with the new guys does take time but will eventually lead to improvement if they can just weather the storm on a temporary basis I don't see them getting anything at New Brighton if I'm honest New Brighton look like genuine championship contenders domestically we had three games on the card but uh, sadly we've lost Castletown against Western Vikings uh, Castletown still struggling a little bit to get a side out even though the rfu game on principles can apply you can play with 10 men or more uh castletown not even uh, not able to make the 10 men mark this weekend they've conceded that fixture that leaves us with the two intra-club games emerging nomads and southern nomads ramsey against ramsey b the Whites versus the Greens and the Reds versus the Blues. I was at the last Ramsey Ramsey one um, and I will be at Ramsey Ramsey tomorrow as well for Saturday Live. It's a one o'clock kickoff at the Murak Park and the last game was an absolute belter. You couldn't ask for more commitment from the players. I'm hoping for a little bit more of that tomorrow at the Murak Park. Emerging Nomads and Southern Nomads again down there. Not seen any team news from Nomads yet. The Whites and the Greens. The Greens are probably you'd designate them as a first team but in reality the Whites have been going a little bit better. They're unbeaten so far this season and have a game in hand which could see them go top of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield standings. Uh, the game down there, as far as I'm aware, at least at Southern Nomads, that's a 2.15 kickoff. Manx Radio Sport. That's all for this evening on Friday Sport Preview. Many thanks once again to my guests this week, Tony Meppen, Ben Cunningham and Dave Christian. Well, all that's left for me to say is have a wonderful Friday evening, whatever you're doing, and have yourself a wonderful weekend as well. So until next time, it's bye for now.